of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, call and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of pleasure. Well, after all that, we sound like iHeart Radio <laughs> right here, right off the top. We sound like iHeart Radio with five spots. We bring you more spots than, than anybody right here. So that's what we do. Just a couple of plugs to let you know a couple of things that's coming up. In two weeks, on February 14th, right after Sports Lounge at 5 p.m., Eastern will be a brand new show here on The Legend. I wish Perry was here. And this show is called The Book Club. And it's going to be hosted by our own Jennifer Sparks. You know her from Call Letters and Formats. But if you want to talk about your book that you read on Bard or Bookshare or... Kindle or however you consume your books. She's going to be talking about books for one hour. So every Tuesday evening at 5 o'clock Eastern, check out Jennifer's new show called Book Talk. So we'll be doing that right after the award-winning Sports Lounge. So, Jeff, take it away. Well, thank you very much, Bill. First of all, we'll start things off with our radio news from a national perspective, and we'll follow that up with Jennifer Sparks' call letter and format changes. Next, who are your favorite sports radio announcers who do college football? Well, we're going to have a little feature on the five best sports announcers who do who are involved with college football. Finally, not finally, but happened after that. We're going to travel to Los Angeles, California, and we're going to hear a radio announcer who had a somewhat checkered career in, in New York City when he came to WABC, and we talked about the Hiroshima gaffe that he did on the radio, but he did move that move back to the West Coast a few times. He had at least two trips out to the West Coast as Bob Dayton. We're going to hear what he sounds like at KRLA in November of 1972. And then you're going to find it's a very different KRLA than you're used to hearing from previous air checks. Finally, I always look at this format and call out of changes that Jennifer does, and we're going to listen to radio station KITN-FM in Worthington, Minnesota. We're going to hear what they're doing on the dial. So, all in all, I think you're going to have an interesting show this week. We've got the regular panel here. We've got Chris, and we've got Sean, and we've got Gary, and we've got Mike, we've got myself, and, of course, Bill Sparks, and all the ships at sea. So, over to you, Bill. Well, thank you very much. And another thing coming up next week, got my mixer working the way I want it. We're going to be doing maybe two, definitely one radio review of the sand and Sangian Internet FM radio, and that is the model WFR-39. We're going to be talking about Internet radio and the Grace 
Mondo Elite. So two different radios controlled by apps in your phone and thousands and thousands of radio stations. So if you're interested into that, be sure to stay tuned to All Things Radio next week and I'll muddle through it. So we'll be doing that. Well, I don't really have any news from Indiana this week, so it's kind of quiet. So I guess we'll do Jeff. I thought, there we go. It's got this new thing that comes up every Thursday night at 6 o'clock, which is called the driver updater. But we've, we've, we've got it. We've got it stopped. And we'll get to the hands after Jeff's feature. So without further ado, as Jeff says, we'll do Jeff's radio news. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. Skyview Networks gets hit with an unauthorized attack. Odyssey makes changes to its afternoon lineup at KNX AM. We'll let you know what's happening on the street and continue our look at the Nielsen Holiday Personal People Being Ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and Skyview Networks makes news. You may not be familiar with Skyview Networks. However, Skyview Networks is a company that distributes many radio programs. They distribute many syndicated radio programs, including ABC News and CBS News. The Skyview Network has been hit with an unauthorized attack preventing the distribution of many programs. Most affected are ABC News and CBS News. On the CBS side, programs affected are the World News Roundup and live CBS hourly newscasts. Skyview Network affiliates are told not to reboot their XDS receivers because they'll lose all of their configurations. Radio stations who use CBS radio news on the hour will still get those newscasts on an alternate channel without Q-tones. Another news, Odyssey is making changes in its all-news operation in Los Angeles, California at radio station KNX AM with a new after news show. The news show will be hosted by Rob Archer, Karen Adams, and Brian Douglas. Now it's time to take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. The Miami Dolphins will be finding a new home next season as they'll be moving from Odyssey to iHeart. Since 2016, the Miami Dolphins were heard on radio station WKIS-FM with their country music format and WQAM-AM with their all-sports format. Both radio stations owned and operated by Odyssey. But that's all coming to a change. Next year, the Miami Dolphins will be heard on radio station WBGG-FM and Fox Sports 9 W-I-N-Z-A-M. Both radio stations will broadcast all Miami Dolphins home and away games with a post and pregame show as well. Congratulations go out to Sean Hollywood Hamilton, who's inked another three-year renewal of his contract to work at radio station WKTU-FM in New York City. WKTU-FM broadcasts a rhythmic adult contemporary format. Hollywood Hamilton has been with the radio station since 1996. In New York City, Odyssey has made a change to its morning show at radio station WCBS-FM in New York City. WCBS-FM will air a 15-minute newscast that's a simulcast of radio station WCBS AM from 5.30 to 5.45. This will be followed by WCBS FM's new morning show hosted by John Fox. Why the change? To provide awareness of WCBS AM's news format to their FM listeners. The morning news on WCBS AM is hosted by Wayne Cabot and Paul Bernane. In Atlanta, Georgia, WSB AM has a morning show hosted by Scott Slade. It's called Atlanta's Morning News and it airs Monday through Friday from 4.30 AM till 9 AM. Scott Slade has decided to retire from radio station WSB AM. 
a.m. after a 39-year career with the radio station. He started with the radio station in 1984 doing a music show, and because he has an airline pilot's license, he began flying the WSB traffic copter, doing traffic reports mornings and afternoons at radio station WSB AM. And in 1991, he began hosting Atlanta's Morning News. Although he'll be retiring from the morning news at radio station WSB AM, he'll continue working for the radio station, developing a new talk show which will air in the future. WSB AM is owned and operated by Cox Media. In Minneapolis, Minnesota, changes have been made to the morning show at radio station KEEY-FM. The station broadcasts a country format. Michaela Poppin, morning co-host, has left the radio station. She says for personal reasons, and she's being replaced by Sam Samsevere, who previously worked at radio station KCCN AM in Minneapolis, Minnesota, with the conservative talk format. Now it's time to continue our look at the Nielsen Holiday Personal People Meter Ratings. In Washington, D.C., the number one ranked radio station is WAMU-FM with a news talk format. The number two ranked radio station is WASH-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in the nation's capital is WTLP-FM with their all-news operation. In Boston, Massachusetts, the number one ranked radio station is WMJX-FM and they were definitely broadcasting Christmas music with an adult contemporary format with a 12.2 share of the audience. The number two-ranked radio station is WBZ-FM with an all-sports format. And finally, the number three-ranked radio station in Boston, Massachusetts is WROR-FM with a classic hits format. In Seattle, Washington, the number one-ranked radio station is KRWM-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two-ranked radio station is KSWD-FM also programming an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three-ranked radio station in Seattle, Washington is KIRO-FM with a news talk format. In Miami, Florida, the number one ranked radio station is WHQT-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is WFEZ-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Miami, Florida is WLYF-FM, also programming an adult contemporary format. In Phoenix, Arizona, the number one ranked radio station is KESZ-FM with an adult contemporary format, definitely broadcasting Christmas music with a 16-point share of the audience. The number two ranked radio station is KJZZ-FM. That's the public broadcaster with a news talk format. And finally, the number three-ranked radio station in Phoenix, Arizona, is KSLX-FM with a classic rock format. In Detroit, Michigan, the number one-ranked radio station is WNIC-FM with an adult contemporary format, and they were definitely broadcasting Christmas music with a 15.7 share of the audience. The number two-ranked radio station is WXYT-FM with an all-sports format. And finally, the number three-ranked radio station in Detroit, Michigan, is WCSX-FM with a classic rock format. In Minneapolis, Minnesota, the number one-ranked radio station is KQQL-FM, broadcasting Christmas music with an adult contemporary format and a 15.7 share of the audience. The number two-ranked radio station is KFXN-FM, with an all-sports format. And finally, the number three-ranked radio station in Minneapolis, Minnesota, is KTIS-FM, with a Christian CHR format. In the Tampa St. Petersburg, Florida market, the number one-ranked radio station is WDUV-FM, with an adult contemporary format. The number two-ranked radio station... Also broadcasting in adult contemporary format is WMTX-FM. And finally, the number three-rack radio station in the Tampa-St. Petersburg, Florida market is WXGL-FM broadcasting a classic hits format. In Denver, Colorado, the number one ranked radio station is KOSI-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is KIMN-FM broadcasting a hot adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Denver, Colorado is KYGO-FM with a country format. Now let's move to San Diego, California where the number one ranked radio station is KYXY-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is KXSN-FM with a classic 
Classic Hits format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in San Diego, California is XHRM-FM with the rhythmic adult contemporary format. In Baltimore, Maryland, the number one rec radio station is WLIF-FM with an adult contemporary format with a 15 share of the audience broadcasting Christmas music. The number two rec radio station is WWIN-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Baltimore, Maryland, is WPOC-FM with a country format. Finally, in St. Louis, Missouri, the number one rec radio station is KEZK-FM with an adult contemporary format, broadcasting Christmas music with a 14.8 share of the audience. The number two rec radio station is WARH-FM with an adult hits format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in St. Louis, Missouri, is KSHE-FM with a classic rock format. Next week, we'll conclude our look at the Nielsen Holiday Personal People Meter Ratings. Finally... What happens if you broadcast an EAS tone, that's the emergency alert system tone, when there's no emergency? This all happened to the Fox Corporation when they broadcast an EAS tone on November 28th during a pregame football show. The FCC wasn't happy and they have proposed a $504,000 fine. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff, that's J-E-F-F, Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800 693 That's 800-693-0595 and hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Thank you very much, Jeff. No problem, Bill. I wanted to just elaborate just a little bit on that Skyview thing because uh, I noticed it on WINS, and the reason I noticed it is I'm sitting there, and I I don't sleep well at night, so I'll go to bed like 10, 30, 11 o'clock, and I'll be up by about 1 in the morning or 2 or 3 in the morning, and I keep WINS on all night, and I'm noticing... I'm not hearing any, any field reports from outside of their regular field reporters because Skyview networks were down and all the sources they use for news, ABC News and CBS News, were unavailable. So uh, it did have an effect on a lot of the radio stations. Go ahead, Lionel, your hand is up. Go ahead, unmute yourself, please. Okay. I'll make okay. it quick because I got a really bad sore throat. It's amazing oh. that they, um, you know, the Fox thing with the EAS, that they would find him now because apparently this happened... <clears throat> Excuse me, November 28th of 2021. wonder why they waited a year and some change to finally enact the fine. But anyway, yeah. Thank you, Lionel. T- try to take care of your throat. Thank you, Lionel. Well, they moved slowly. Like, what was that whole thing with yeah. that contest that uh, somebody had and it took them, uh, you know, for the thing about people not going, yeah. you know, peeing? And how many years did yeah. that take oh, before yeah. they got that fine? Through? <laughs> it was a long, yeah. long time. Well, you know, you know, everyone knows that the world, the federal government, and the government, and it doesn't matter which government it is, it could be your local government, the wheels oh, yeah. turn very slowly. Um, you, you already know that. The, I believe that's the 301 area code. I think that might be Victor Schmidt. I'm not sure, but can you, can you unmute yeah. yourself, please? Yes, this is Victor Schmidt. Um, I got a question. I was talking to Mike Lance about disc jockeys. I remember when I lived up in the Boston area, I used to listen to WMEX. Uh-huh. And there was one really funny disc jockey who used bits and pieces of, of records to to uh, be silly. Uh, when he was on WMEX in 1960, I believe he was called Fenway. Right. And then in 61, in November, he went to WCOP in Boston. In May. And became in May. Eddie yeah. Mitchell uh-huh. did the yep. same stick. And Correct. then he went back to WMEX. And then the last time I heard him, he ended up on WINS in New York. That's right. 64 as uh, Eddie Hyder. Well, Ed, Ed, Hyder, Hyder. Ed, Ed, Ed Hyder is his real name, and I can tell you what happened to Ed Hyder. He got into the uh, writing TV, writing scripts for television, and writing comedy for radio, and ultimately he got out of that whole thing, 
And the last I knew, and I know he's still alive, but the but the last I heard, the last I heard that, uh, and I know from a source who's, who's talked to him, is that he is uh, he's basically retired, but he's he sells real estate on the side, but he lives out in California, Victor. Okay. Okay, thanks a lot. And I did get a chance to talk to the owner of No Hit Radio, and they are going to slowly play novelty records and answer records. All right, okay. thank you very much, Vic. Oh, thank wow. you. Okay, now, you, now, Jerry, I know your hand is up. Can you unmute okay. yourself? Okay, I already am, I think. Okay, you are. I, I wanted to announce that oh, this is kind of tricky. Our four stations in the Indiana-Pennsylvania area are now streaming. Um, they, uh, you have to, now I, I, there must be two ways to, um, to stream. I mean, we can't get them, I don't know if you can get them on Lady A, but I can't get them on Google. Of course, I don't need to, but they are, um, you can, uh, they each have their own, like you, you go to WDAD.com, and you, uh, they'll give you a listen link, and you go to WCCS.com, and they'll give you a listen link, and um, uh, WLCY, and, and the same, and the, it's the same for WQMU. So that leads to my question: Does that mean the only stations that you can't, that you can hear on things like Lady A's, or stations that are iHeart, Odyssey, or, no. or whatever? No, it, no. Uh, it depends no. if that, there are a number of ways that they get on Lady A. Tune in is one way that, 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 that's involved Ooh. with Lady A. And there are many radio companies have skills that work with Lady yeah. A. iHeart right. is one. Uh, Odyssey is one. Tune in is one. Live Media 365, has its own skill. Yeah. Live 365 has a skill. that They all have skills. Uh, and depending yeah. on, on how the radio station is programmed, depends on how you can listen to them on Alexa or Google Play. The other thing, too, Jerry, is they just started like yesterday, so sometimes it, it, everything doesn't happen at once. So they yeah, may it be takes a while for those things to get on to everything. They may be on X, uh, Alexa first, and then Google later, or whatever. You know, as they said. Yeah, like, like our oh. Okay, sorry, mm -hmm. Jerry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was thinking of, if I'm away from the area, how could I hear them? I was going to talk to my friend who gave me the uh, well, Google and what. Call them up and talk to them about getting a skill because our local stations that are owned by Genuine Austin Radio, they all have their own skills. The Horn, Coke FM, and the Bath, they all, they've all, they all develop Lady A skills. So, yeah, and, a lot of stations and I know, like, have their own skills. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, hold on, guys, guys. Not a, let's, let, let's not go all at once where you guys are all talking together. The other thing right is they... they right, they, they might be available on TuneIn as well. So they, if they're available yeah. on TuneIn... Uh, the, the Amazon's uh, voice assistant will already know that. So if you say play this radio station and it finds it, chances are it's it's probably on TuneIn or Odyssey or iHeart. Those are the big companies. Okay. All right. Thank yeah. you, Jerry. And also, I wanted to say hello. We have a longtime listener, and Chris and Bill, you may know this guy, Phil Jones, down in Atlanta, Georgia. He's never. I don't think he's ever called in, but he said he listens pretty much weekly, and he likes the show. So. Okay. Good. We say hello and welcome. Well, we can, yeah, well, we, we hello, can say hello Phil. to we can say hello to him. By the way, there is some news coming out, and we'll talk about it more because I don't know much more about it except that I saw the the headline come over the uh, over my uh, iPhone where I get my radio news. Is that the, the Radio Freedom Act is being revived again for forcing radio stations to pay the artists' performance royalties? However, again, 
this is the fourth or fifth time it's come up. I don't think it's going to pass, but but you never know. But that's going to be something we'll probably talk about in next week's radio news. So, so uh, it'll keep coming up, I'm sure. Well, it's going to keep coming. Every it's time gonna, it dies, it'll keep. Yeah. Well, it's not going to die. Eventually, it's going to come to fruition, Sean. And at some yeah, point, it will. will. It will. And at that point, I think. Well, I can speculate. But I'm not sure that I'm right, but I could speculate anyway. But I think that a lot of radio stations are going to go. They're not going to go to talk because there's only so many talk stations you can do. But a lot of AM stations that might play music might just go off the air. So that could be the death knell of AM radio to the end of it at some point. So Even uh, even some talk ones uh, could go off because that talk could move over to FM. And that well, yeah, I don't right. I don't know that too many FM stations are gonna. No, I'm not saying FM. I'm saying some other AMs, talk AMs, could go off because they somebody on FM would go talk, which would take that audience. Right. Right. Yeah, and and you'll see, up. and you'll see less and less music on the radio. However, does it really matter? If I talk to my 15 year old no. daughter, she says, "What's well?" She gets upset when she hears a song on the radio, and and her mother changes the radio station, especially if it's one she likes. However, most of the time she gets her music from YouTube and other sources on her iPhone, and she's always on that phone all the time. And the headphones are on. I'll say, Brenna, and she won't hear me. I'll say, Brenna, and then I'll say, Brenna, the, the world is coming to an end. And maybe she'll take off the headphones and laugh. That's about yeah, but you know, but she hasn't. She's listening. That's that's why she doesn't listen to the radio. She doesn't want to hear, hear that emergency tone that we were talking about. So then that's quite know. true. I'll you be- know, the funny thing, you, and you know why it took so long because the FCC always has to investigate it, and then they always have to go yep. through uh, through through their lawyers to make sure that they can get away with this. And of course, Fox can say that we're not going to pay the fine and they'll fight it. But I don't yeah. know what they're going to yeah. do about. It. Then they haven't decided. I mean, no one has said what's going to happen. This is not the first time this has happened, Chris. As you. No. Bobby Bones. Do they, show do they have more trouble the, finding a network like that because it's not got a license per se? Well, they said Fox, but unfortunately, if those air, if those are aired on the regular stations, they can actually get money out of those regular stations. Yeah, every they time. station or whatever. Yeah, I mean, they because ul- ultimately, here's the law. It says that you are responsible for what comes out over the air, whether you like it or not. You are responsible. If I if I say something libelous to, to Bill Sparks or someone on the legend and they sue me and they sue Bill, I mean, I, he's responsible because it's his radio station. Now, that's not going to happen, of course, you know, but, but that's, that's kind of how the law works. So, uh, yeah. So that, so like I said, if, if I remember right, didn't the Bobby Bones show have, a few years ago have a little stunt where they had, it caused all the IAS's, uh, yeah. Yes, they did. To go yes. off, yeah, yeah, and didn't they get fined? I can't remember what their fine was. I, I don't know what the fine was, but I know they did get they did get fined, and they did get, they did get in some trouble. But well, maybe they should bring back yeah. Conrad, Chris. Remember that twelve forty six. Yeah, there you go. Stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And the stations had to go off for thirty seconds. You know, as part of what they had to do, they had to turn the transmitter off and turn it back on when they did that. And then That's you right, remember, yeah. and then you remember when they had the Conrad test? I think it was back in nineteen sixty two. That was the only one that I remember. <laughs> Um, that they had that test, and every radio station was off except 1240 and 640, and you could That's hear right. the phasing from all the transmitters on the same frequency, and it sounded very weird, at least in New York City. So It did. So, yep. so, I, can, so I can tell you that. Hey, Bill, how about, it's, how about if we say hello to Jennifer, because she certainly did a lot of work this past uh, yesterday doing that call letter and format change. Yeah, she got she was little, probably ready to kill someone. <laughs> yeah, because some way or another, somebody had hacked into the website where she gets her information and it, it suspended our account well we didn't do it but i had to write them and get them on board to fix it 
because I didn't think my invoice was due, and it wasn't. That wasn't the problem. It was just that, but we got it back on track, and she was ready to go. So here's her, the star of book talk. It hasn't even been on the air yet. So see. Oh, it's already yeah. winning awards. Right. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of February 2nd. W-A-T-R-A-M, 13 Twinner, Waterbury, Connecticut. Changes format from talk to adult contemporary. K-A-X-A, FM, 103.7, Mountain Home, Texas. Changes slogan from the buck to 103.7 Mike FM K-E-R-V A-M 1230 Kerrville, Texas changes slogan from the buck to 103.7 Mike FM K-Z-A-H FM 99.1 Harper, Texas changes slogan from 99.1 Mike FM to 99.1 The Buck WBXX FM 104.9 Marshall, Michigan changes slogan from The Edge 104.9 to 102.5 104.9 The Block WJMR FM 98.3 Menominee Falls, Wisconsin changes slogan from today's R&B an old school to jamming 98.3 WAXY AM 790 South Miami, Florida changes the slogan from 790 the ticket to Radio Libre 790 KDVW FM 91.3 Log Hill Village, Colorado changes calls to KAC FM KAVV FM 97.7 Minson, Arizona changes calls to KCNN FM KPEL FM 96.5 Bro Bridge, Louisiana changes the slogan from News Talk 96.5 KPEL to KPEL 96.5 KTD Y FM 99.9 Lafayette, Louisiana changes the slogan from Best of the 80s, 90s, and today to 99.9 KTDY. WACB AM 860 Taylorsville, North Carolina changes the slogan from the station that listens to you to B86 Radio. WIF FM 100.9 Elkin, North Carolina changes slogan from 100.9 The Place to Be to 100.9 WIFM WXCE AM 1260 Amory, Wisconsin changes calls to WLAK AM and those are your call letter and format changes for this week for all things radio i'm jennifer sparks wishing all of you a good week 
thank you very much, Jennifer. I hope you don't hear any beeping. My alarm went off on my Libre sensor here on my phone, so we try to suppress that as we go along. Nothing bad, but... No beeping here, Bill, so... No, no beeping allowed, okay. No. But do you notice what's happening with the AM stations, Chris, Bill, uh, Chris, and uh, Sean, and everyone on the panel? Uh, as Jennifer read the one, for example, the one in Waterbury, Connecticut, they got an FM yeah. translator, and there's no reason to put talk on it. They put music yeah. on it. So uh, that's right. what's yep. happening. Wow. And the well, article... Wait, go ahead, Gary. The article I read about, and you probably read it too, was the owner said something about, well, do it, we're no point running, something to the effect that we're just kind of broadcasting over people doing... Uh, you know, conservative talk in a blue area. So they said uh, we're this doing is true. Bobby Vinton, can that you that. unmute yourself? You have I haven't heard from you in a long time. Uh, what would you like to tell us? Currently unmuted. Go ahead, uh, Bobby. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, you were talking about um, WCBS and FM, and I noticed that something very interesting. And I listened to 1010 wins like you do. At night sometimes, not all the time. I notice every weeknight they don't have a steady person working at 10 and wins. Like one one night from 7 to, um, what is it, 7 and 1, is it? Here's yeah. a, I can tell you the schedule. 99% of the time they have one, one full-timer, that his name is Lane Bajardi. And yeah, he that's works, right. And he works all the time. But on, after Lane Bajardi works, they use a rotating list of part-time anchor people. And uh, that, and that's how they're uh, saving some money. They don't, they're not using necessarily all full-time people if, after six, after seven, after seven o'clock at night. So during the daytime, their full-timers are are Lee Harris and uh, and Sue Waldman. And then the middays, well, it's going to be Linda Lopez. We talked about that already with with another anchor rotating anchor person on the half hour. And in the afternoons, it's Larry um, and I can't remember his last name. Mullins. Larry Mullins, and he's on with. Uh, with Lori Madden, so yes, that's what they are doing, and of course, they are, they have done very well, Bobby. And uh, you should know because I I know you probably listen to the show. I know you do that. Their uh, AM has went from a 3.0. I mean, their FM went from a 3.0 in the last rating period. They went to a 4.6. So that's their. Then they probably will stay in the 4.6 uh, era uh, area. So thank you very much, Bobby. You will. Thank you. Okay, Lionel, can you unmute yourself, please? And to try to t- try to give your voice a rest here. Yeah, yeah. One cool thing I saw read, I think it's like on Monday on uh, Lance's site is I think it's kind of neat that they're doing this is WCBS CBS is uh, simulcasting the AM for 15 minutes between 5:30 AM and 5:45 to give I guess the listeners a taste of what they you know they're doing on the AM. I think it's kind of a neat concept and. Well, I think I'm it's okay. There, I, I, I think it's okay, but I think it's a way that they can they can cut back on doing news during the regular morning show as well. Yeah, true. I, I don't. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Um, and I and I, I just don't know what what's up Odyssey's uh, sleeve here. They they have some very big shoes to fill. And when Scott when Scott Shannon and Patty Steele left, they've got uh, some big shoes to fill. They've hired someone else to work with John Fox. We'll talk about that more in next week's All Things Radio. But again, Lionel, I think you're right. But I think there's also going to be some changes. I think you, I I wouldn't be surprised at some point if WCBS, even WCBS AM, even with its 50,000 watt signal, would would eventually go to FM at some point, and they may they may move their music to another station that's not doing quite as well. The other thing about WCBS AM is that they do not do all news all night long. It, uh, 
at a certain I'm not sure exactly what time it is, but they they simulcast the CBS overnight news that that comes from Channel Two in New York City. So uh, so that I that that they that they've been doing as well. So it's it's definitely we're definitely in a sea of change. And thank you, Lionel. We're definitely in a sea of change when it comes to radio. And I don't know where it's going. I mean, if I knew where it was going, I would I would be making millions of dollars. But that that's very yeah, Dennis, good. a radio psychic. That's right, the radio psychic. <laughs> and my name is not my name is not uh, the psychic, but thank you, Lionel. There we go. There we go. So, so again, Sean, I'm not a radio psychic, but I, I guess maybe because my father used to read me the radio columns starting when I was a kid. Maybe I was about yeah. seven years old, and he would read me the radio column whenever I got home on the weekends from the school. Um, I've been interested in ever since. So, uh, and then talk about that, Chris. You know that Hiroshima thing that Bob Dayton, Dayton did. You remember? You remember? Yeah. I, we talked about that before. He yeah. read me the article. He was incensed by it. And I said, "Well, why are you so upset about it?" I mean, and and, and he said, "Well, you have to understand, 1945, the bombing of Hiroshima. Yes, it uh, yes it did end the war, but it wasn't <clears throat> something to make a joke about. Many many people were killed in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and he felt that it was also offensive. And I said, "But do you think he should have been fired?" I said. And he felt that, that he should have been fired. He felt that that was irresponsible radio even back then. And I'm not uh-huh. so sure that if he did that today, that he that if a jock. Oh, I think he would have been fine. We had uh, remember Opie and Anthony killed off the Boston mayor who did, was not dead and uh, got fired for it. And then the next week or two, they ended up on in New York and uh, moved on in, into national radio. So, you know, uh, nowadays you can say whatever you want. <laughs> I'm not sure about the I'm not sure about the Hiroshima thing, Chris. But you might be right. And, you and I, we don't, we don't always agree, but I think I can agree that uh, that it depends on the radio market and it depends on the management of the radios of the stations involved in, the, in this whole thing. That that's part of the problem. So, happy wife, happy life. Yeah. Uh, angry wife, angry life. <laughs> yeah, angry wife, angry life. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I, I get that, Sean. No. You, you, you certainly make the, you certainly have a good point there. Um, we are yeah. in a very politically correct era in our society and saying anything off color off toward from, from any any anything and you you may think it's funny here's here's an example chris emperor hudson worked in california and i forgot where he said it what the radio station was and someone will correct me but he was talking about the uh, space shuttle astronauts and he said they were free basing tang now i mean <laughs> something that's something that's somewhat comical However, it got him fired that same day. So wow. you, don't, you just don't know. You really have to be very careful. Right. And, and, and especially if a mic is on and you, and you curse by mistake and you didn't realize the mic was on, you know, you have to treat – I learned when I was working in college radio that you have to treat a mic like it's live no matter whether it is or it isn't. Well, it's like exactly. a gun. Yeah, same thing. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> – yep. but that's – yeah, you're, but you're right, Chris. It depends. Yes, a lot of things can go. A lot of things can do can, can be said on the radio, and and but even but even that with the with the bombing of Hiroshima, I don't think would go today because it's it's still considered no. very very. Uh, people don't really want to talk about it that much anymore. But it's but it, but it did happen. Oh. So, but, well, that's all I can say about that. Um, Bill, you have a feature that uh, that you did on college f- football. Yeah, I think Chris will like this. this is the top five CFB um, college football announcers of all time. And I think I won't even have to tell you. You'll know who they are when you listen. And we may have ran this I'm feature sure. before, and I think about it. 
you know, as I think about it over the years, but that's the advantage of getting older. You can do something and get by with it and say you didn't remember it. So (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of like a book. So here we go. Hopefully, Chris, you and Sean will like this. Oh, yeah. All right, uh, by request from yesterday, top five college football announcers of all time, and I swear to you, number four is not pandering. I really do believe this. I'll just warn you, chat room, I really do believe this. Before I met him, before we had him on the show uh, a thousand times. So I'm just giving you a little preview. Number five, uh, this is one of my personal favorites who's going now. And he started, I mean, uh, you know, might be towards the end of his career. You know, he's done it a long time. But Brad Lettnessler, uh not only is he great, he's funny. Uh, really, uh, if you listen to Brad Nessler during a game, he really gets in some good quips. Uh, I remember. It was Taysom Hill. I think it was Taysom Hill. When BYU beat Oklahoma, they showed um, you know him uh, just a video of him, and Taysom Hill was saying, "Oh my God!" And Brad Nestler's quote was. <laughs> Taysom Hill says, oh my gosh, or whatever they're allowed to say in Provo. And I, I just died laughing. Just absolute. He's so sharp. He's so good. Uh, was a great addition taking over for Vern Lundquist on the SEC game. Curious to see what's going to happen as CBS loses the SEC. I guess that's next year, right, that they do that, Smokey. But love Brad Nestler. Love him on every sport that he does, but particularly college football. Yeah, no, he's, he's become, and they bounced. he's bounced around to where he could be. That he... Did he take over for Vern Lundquist? Vern Lundquist? Yeah. Who, of course, is one of the great, overall greatest broadcasters of all time. And then, of course, Musburger used to be mm-hmm. very much Mus- heavily involved. Musburger would have been number six in this. Okay. He all did right. not make the list. Which, uh, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I really racked my brain on it. Number four, our good friend Tim Brando. No, you're saying and, that and, because it's a Baylor-centric and we had him on the show. <laughs> no, I'm saying it because this is the guy who was the first host of College Game Day. This is a guy who, uh, I love the games he does. I love he and Spencer Tillman as a team. I I think that's one of the best groups that's sustained through the years in college football that's been consistent. I love listening to them do a game. I always have. Uh, and he is one of the greats. He's been doing it a long time, 40-plus years now, of being one of the voices of college football and one of the best. And you're not going to convince me otherwise you know a lot of people can disagree and i and obviously someone that's on the chat room and we we take the predictions and that's what it's for i mean if i had my top 10 you could blast it out of the water but as far as his passion for loving college football and his knowledge and history of it i i think it's one of the best ever yep no question he is one of the best ever uh, Monty pritchett uh look i i left him on commenting on the thing about about brent musburger look let me do the rest of my top five nestler just beat him out because i i think Nestler's just a little bit better at college football than uh, than Brent Musburger. Brent Musburger used to do a thing that I didn't like, and the only reason I took him off this list is he sometimes would get laser focused on one guy on each team and forget to talk about the other guys. Yeah, or maybe was, a girlfriend of a quarterback. Yeah, that uh, that I don't mind so much. But uh, yes, it's not. Uh, it wasn't that. But you know, I, I'll, I'll use the example when it was Texas. He really, really liked Major Applewhite. And Major Applewhite, no disrespect to Major Applewhite, was far from the best player on that team. The absolute definition of a, I mean, he was, you know, he was in the Ken Dorsey category where you're good, but you're also surrounded by dudes. Yeah, so. no, there's, there are, yeah, some can get focused on one player or a story of just the, like, for example, we know the tragic story about Sam Mellinger. Mm-hmm. And we know that Jackson, uh, uh, Jordan Shipley and Colt, 
McCoy were roommates. Mm -hmm. It's like every broadcast had to bring that up. Yeah, they just get so. Other, there are other athletes on that team who have stories as well, and that's the part that sometimes they get stuck on that. And yes, it might be their first broadcast that season, but. It, you know, again, I do love that Musburger, you know, that's what he's doing now, throws out the Vegas lines and, you know, incorporates that and we're very, always very interesting to me. Uh, I love Musburger on everything he does. And I, I really love him on basketball, uh, particularly, but, uh, you know, again, he was number six. Uh, number three, the late great Ron Franklin. Now, Ron, towards the end of his career, got some bad press for, uh, you know, uh, inner office squabble uh, in which he was wrong. But uh, there is no denying that Ron Franklin was one of the voices of college football. He was the voice to me of most of the games when I was growing up in Florida, and my dad and I would watch Texas and Texas A&M. It was mostly Ron Franklin every year doing that game. So most of my, my great memories of watching uh, football or A&M games with my dad that were on ESPN were Ron Franklin, even though uh, he used to be the voice of Texas before Craig Way was. And Ron was so, so, so good and really got. Look, there are some guys you, know, you can put in college football and it takes them all to like get it ron franklin just got college football he loved college football and he really his games to me always 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 popped uh, passed away uh, yeah. recently and and uh, was uh, i always enjoyed him i i'll tell you where i first heard ron franklin on my way back and forth from where my parents lived in san antonio after that's where i graduated on my way back and forth to junior college in Tyler and then Stephen F. Austin, that's when Love You Blue was like in full throttle, 77s when Earl won the Heisman, so I would have been at both. And listening to Houston Oilers broadcast for that four and a half hour trip, Ron Franklin and Ron Stone was glorious. And then, of course, he, yeah, he did Texas and, and college football. Our friend Steve Frank, uh, Fallon took over yeah. after that for a little while. Uh, number two, a guy we've mentioned already, Vern Lundquist, who was great on the SEC, great on college football. Um, uh, I, I saw him at an event one time, and he was far away. I really wanted to go talk to him, uh, but I kind of like, I, I got a little too nervous to go talk to him. I did. Because uh, I like Vern Lundquist that much. Also, one of the stars of Billy Madison, great in golf. On the on the tower at 16 at Augusta. Yeah. With many of the great calls. College football, Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I say an event. It was a Cowboys game. They were, uh, like, giving him some sort of honor at a Cowboys game. So, yes, Vern Lundquist was, was there, and I didn't get to talk to him. But I saw him, and it was I was a little bit uh, verklempt, clammed up. I was so excited to see him. And, and number one. This is undisputed. This is, you cannot get better than this guy on college football and Keith Jackson. What Nelly? My favorite Keith Jackson call ever was, was this, and I still don't know what it means, but it was awesome. Danny Werfel, he's the kind of guy who walks into your house and then leaves with your favorite hat. <laughs> That's what he said. I thought I, you were going to say something else. No. <laughs> and... Yeah, look, I know Danny Dwarfel is a dirty, disgusting Florida Gator, but uh, he's a really nice guy. They have the award named after him, you know, because he, he does a lot of service, and uh, he was a really nice guy. I don't know what leaves with your favorite hat means, but uh, I, I always thought that was a great Keith Jackson saying. Yeah. Uh, three whoopies and a hot damn was a great one, but, you know, whoa, Nelly, and the way that he would paint the picture, whether he was doing the Pac-12, whether he was doing the Big Ten, whether, whatever game he was doing, he made you feel like you were in the horseshoe, or in Autzen Stadium, or at Kyle Field, or yes. at the Swamp. You were just there. Even if it's television, of course, one of the greatest compliments, if it's radio, 
is you felt like you were right there watching inside the stadium the game with a broadcaster. In the case, Keith Jackson passed away in 2018. I had a chance to visit with him and uh, an interview, and that was among my favorites ever. Just because he's such a nice guy. Oh, Nelly! And then Bama, fumble. Bama's got it and all the other things. Called the Texas-USC game in 05, one of the greatest, perhaps, games of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Loved, uh, love all these, loved all these guys, uh, you know, and, you know, there's some current guys that are on this list that, that could be, I like a lot too, but these are the, to me, the all-time greats. Yeah, and that's play-by-play. And there's some that would want to bring in the color analyst and what's more. Here's an article. Bleacher Report did their top 25 college football broadcasters, but here are the ones that did play-by-play. One, Jackson. Two, Musburger. Three, Vern Lundquist. The next play-by-play would have been Brad Nessler. And then after that, now Chris Fowler, one of the current broadcasters as well, Ron Franklin. So you had a pick and choose. Some of them that they had on the list were also color analysts for college football as well. Emory Winter. There we go. Now, Chris, wow. I have to tell you, I, I know, I, this is the truth. I know nothing about any of these announcers except for M- Brent uh, Musburger, I've heard, and Keith Jackson. So give uh, us a little, some insight from you, Chris. Well, I, you know, Sean is going to know more about this. Yeah, I, I, what I will say is that, uh, obviously, I think Keith Jackson is the all-time, you know, and he's only a sophomore, oh. you know. I mean, he just had so many expressions <laughs> that people still say, you know, and, and uh, stuff like that. that. You know, he was, he, Brad Nessler, I heard uh, more on the radio doing Atlanta Falcons game, and he was excellent. I, I know about him. Yeah. I'd never heard Tim Brando do the games, but I heard him do, he used to have a show, and I don't know what ne- network it was. They had One-on-one on one sports. One-on-one on one sports. It was 15-10 on for a while. Yeah. And he, he did a very good talk show, and he well, really uh, was very informed on college uh, football. Ron well, Frank, Franklin was, was excellent, too. And, uh, you know, I'm sure now uh, one, one, one of the people that I, I know does a good job is Sean McDonough. You know, he'd be in the list, yeah. too, nowadays. But, and Vernon Lusk, well, pro- of course, obviously, you know. Sorry, Sean, McDonough, Sean McDonough might have been in that guy's top ten list. Now, the one host, I don't know who that is. I know the other guy is David Smoke. Out of, he used to be out of Waco, out of 1660 ESPN Central Texas. Uh, and he has a site. So Because I, I recognized his voice, but the other guy I didn't recognize. But... Yeah, uh, McDonough probably was already in the top ten because this was probably just a couple of years ago when they did this. Yeah. But uh, Tim Brando started off, or when I first ran across him, he's out of Shreveport, but ESPN, when they first got college football, he was one of the early announcers. Then he went over to CBS, and while he was doing the syndicated show on one-on-one, he was the studio anchor when CBS got the SEC. He was the original, and then he left. And now, of course, he's still doing it at Fox and Brad Nessler, you know, ESPN, CBS, Ron Franklin. He did it all. I mean, he was the sports director in Houston and Channel 2, Channel and two. then he went on to the yeah, Oilers and then University of Texas, ESPN, and, you know, like I said, all those guys, I cannot argue. I mean, Keith Jackson, like I said, the very last game he did was the Texas-USC National Championship January fourth, two 2006, and he retired. He retired doing that. That game, I mean, yeah, there's some other national guys like you talk about Sean McDonough, Gus Johnson, yeah. another good one that's up there. Uh, but yeah, those those five or six, like I said, four through six, I could interchange Musburger, Brando, and Nestler. You know, three, two, one. I cannot argue with them at all. I'm with because Vern Vern never did college. It didn't do a lot of college stuff until 
they got the SEC. He did mainly pros, and then he moved over, and he just he was a natural. Yeah. Hey, hey, Chris, i got to ask you a question, because when I was a kid, yeah. my dad used to watch ABC Sports on Saturday afternoons because they had the wide world of sports, and they had football yep. and band. My, I used to like, there were there were two announcers I really liked, and I know that that Chris Shankle did a, did a lot of sports, did a lot of different things. I'm not just bowling. But didn't he also right. do college football as well? Oh, yeah. Chris Shankle, but oh, unfortunately, he, yes, he was not that good. I didn't think, I think that ABC made a good choice. They really, what they did was they stole him away from, you know, Ron Arledge was very aggressive, and they stole him away from CBS, and, you know, this was a big coup because he was the Giants announcer and stuff in the 50s and early 60s, and they got him. Well, they got him, but he wasn't that good. And, you know, so then they, when they got Keith, they, they uh, slowly moved him out. So that by the end of the 60s, uh, Keith was the number one guy. Right, and, and they had, Chris Shankle was doing bowling and well, stuff like that. They right? also had to switch things around because they gave Chris, to get Keith the exposure, I think, they gave him the Monday night game on first, the first year. <laughs> and he did that with uh, Don Meredith and Howard Cosell. Now, wasn't and there another sports? In Frank well, Gifford. Wasn't there another sports announcer on ABC television called Bill Fleming, if I'm not mistaken? Yes. Or like, what, Bill what? Fleming. Bill Fleming was you. You could have interchanged Bill Fleming and Jim Simpson, and you know you wouldn't have noticed because they were both very professional, but not really passionate about it. You know, whereas you know Keith Jackson or whatever really get into the oh. game, and and that's the problem that Chris Schenkel had too. He was not you know really that passionate about Boy. it. He you know he, he was boring. He was boring. <laughs> Well, one, you know. now, one a great line on Keith Jackson though, and he also did college basketball on ABC in the nineties. Had some college, yeah, they had some basketball games. So they put Keith Jackson and Dick Vitale together, and Dick Vitale, of course, very charismatic, right? and he's going on. You know what doesn't get like this in college football, Keith? And Keith just uh, looks. Oh, oh, oh yes, it does. And his little voice, just, <laughs> yeah, he goes, funny. "Yes, it does." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. that's one of his best ones that he ever did. But I can't argue with ABC, that list at all. That was part of ABC's. You know, they really had to. You know, when they they were the they were definitely the number three network in the late fifties, early sixties, and they, you know, they. But when they started to get stuff, they they were pretty good. They started to get stuff. They got American bands in. They got us got things that put them on the map. Started to get stuff. They got American bands in. They got us got things that put them on the map. And ABC began to be a demanded network in, in cities, you know. And, and one of the things they did was pick up Rune Arledge, get instant replay. They were the first ones to do that. Then, like I said, they got uh, uh, Chris Schenkel. Down the road, they picked up Frank Gifford, which they, who they slid into the Monday Night Football. He'd been on CBS. And they were always raiding the other networks. And they came up with a good stable by the time they were done. Yeah, If it wasn't for Fred Silverman, ABC would, would not be so good because they he really invigorated their nighttime programming, and that, that's, that's what right. made them number one. They, they were a joke. I mean, they were the third-rate network all well, those years. That was the thing. And, you know, we were talking earlier about CBS and, and CBS being, uh, you know, the country broadcasting system. They, that was the antithesis. ABC had Love American Style and all this younger programming, they shindig, you know, and things like that. They got younger audiences, and that's what they saw, the different things. The first big thing they ever did was Mickey Mouse Club. I mean, they grabbed that in 1955 when, you know, and Disney Disneyland had opened and everything, and, and Disney was really hot. They got all the Disney stuff. And that really put them on the map to spin in American Bandstand and then all the sports stuff they did. And, uh, you know, they started to get anchors that, that they raided and got, uh, whether you like them or not, uh, Barbara Walters from NBC and, and Harry Reisner from uh, ABC, I mean, CBS. So they Howard K. Smith from CBS. 
they they raided left and right. They took people. Yeah, and, and they got they got, Hugh, and they got Hugh Downs from NBC, of course, they did. as well. But you know, the, other, the other thing is, people don't realize, like for example, and I know I'm doing a little trivia here. Peter Jennings worked as a new as an anchor news person for ABC long before he became noticed. He did. Oh yeah, when, but, he was a weekend it, guy, wasn't he? No, he was an anchor. He was on during the week, but the yeah. ABC News, unlike the other networks, had a half hour of news. The ABC World News or the, uh, the network news was only fifteen minutes at one yeah, time. Yeah, it was. It was not. It was not a thirty-minute newscast. Um, you know, ABC, CBS, and NBC had the had the reins on that with, with CBS yeah, having, Huntley, having Brinkley, Walter, and Walter Cronkite. Walter yeah. Cronkite, that's right. And of course, before Hungry Huntley Brink, I mean, before Walter Cronkite, you had Douglas Edwards doing that, that newscast as well. Right. So. So it was. It, ABC had made, did a lot of change. They also came up with game shows that 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 made a lot of money for them. The dating game, well, the newlywed game, uh, and the newlywed game. And of course, they yeah. stole. Let's make a deal from NBC because uh, they offered Monty Hall and Stephen Havis Productions a lot more money. And, so, that's and they came happen. up with like I was talking about before the show last night. I mean, even their Saturday morning programming, they came up with the way of doing something educational but entertaining they just you know last night i was telling you guys about the 50th anniversary of schoolhouse rock and they looked back right. and i mean it was a way for kids to yeah, learn i mean that's I, still, the I remembered hold on i remembered the bill on capitol hill and the conjunction oh. junction i mean still to this day i remember hearing them as a little kid because and they were little three minute bits during the cartoons so abc was they got it they were the innovators and for the young people, I guess. Okay, well, they were. I think it's time to move on, guys. Let's let's uh, talk yeah. about uh, let's talk about the West Coast, the place I really would love to be right now because of how of, of the cold weather we're going to be having here in the next day or so. But we're uh, sending it to you. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, but we're not getting the ice that you guys have, so at least no. that's okay. No, just cold. But this time we're going to do our classic air check, and it goes back to November of 1972, and we get to hear Bob Dayton on 11:10. KRLA from Pasadena, California. So I'll turn it over to you, Bill. Here we go. This week, we're taking the virtual time machine back to November of 1972. And we're going to listen to radio station KRLA AM, licensed to Pasadena, California. The radio announcer we're going to hear is Bob Dayton. And when you listen to this air check, you might think you're listening to an FM station. They have quite a variety of music with top 40 cuts and album cuts. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy KRLA AM from Pasadena, California and Bob Dayton on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Oh, yeah, 360 degrees, Billy Paul. We know. Me and Mrs. Jones. And you know and I know that it was... Got a fang going on from KRLA, the Big 11 Does it really matter who dials your long-distance phone calls? It does if you're interested in saving some money. When you dial long-distance station calls direct and don't involve the operator, you do most of the work yourself. Your call goes directly to automatic dialing equipment, which routes the call and handles all billing records. Now, that saves specific telephone money. And because we save, you save. For example, from 11 p.m. Saturday night until 6 p.m. Sunday, a three-minute station call between San Francisco and Los Angeles costs $1.45 plus tax if it involves the operator. But the same call is just 49 cents plus tax when dialed direct. And that's a saving of almost a dollar. Dial direct rates do not apply on coin phone calls over 40 miles or other operator-assisted calls, such as from a hotel or using a credit card. But for regular long-distance station calls, remember, dial direct. It's cheaper. Never been a millionaire. Oh, shout out to me. Rod Stewart from KRLA. 
1110. True Blue. She's a California sunshine girl. Alfie's girl knows that when you're hungry or in a hurry, you don't like to wait. So she's right there. Alfie's girls, only at Alfie's restaurants and coffee shops. Oh, you Alfie's girl. In Baldwin Park, Main Street and Clyde. KRLA and the UCLA Committee on Fine Arts Productions. Available at all the usual places. Produced by Concert Express and KRLA. Tickets go on sale on Monday. Charlie Simon actually made a record about me. I can't believe it. I think I was that popular. From KRLA, Charlie Simon, you still think. Bob Dayton from the Happening 1110. My suggestion, my number is missing. I don't think they trust me to talk to you. This is Terry, and I'd like to hear some beatings. Here are some beatings. The lady wanted to hear some Beatles, and well, he heard some Beatles. You won't see me, Rubber Soul from KRLA. Love Rubber Soul. Good with wine. 1148. Good morning. I'm Bob Dayton. Albert Hammond. Never rains in Southern California. That's why I came home. Good to be back. That's Albert Hammond from KRLA. Never rains in Southern California. We get a little liquid sunshine on that, but it never rains. Never, never. Chicago Dialogue. We can make it happen. We can make it happen. Yeah. DJs would rather it not end like that, but it does. From K. Alberley, Chicago Dialogue, parts one and two. We're no pikers. You could read my mind. Yeah, Gordon Lightfoot stuff from K. Alberley, the big 1110 Los Angeles. If you could read my mind. K. Alberley, Pasadena. Clarify things here, all right? Dayton doing it till 2 o'clock. Jeff Rotom. Living in the past. Don't do it. Tull from KRLA. Living in the past. Jeff Rotom. Jeff Rotom. Cat Stevens. Moody Blues. Three of the biggest selling albums in town. And White Front's got them at good prices. Oh, Jethro Tull, Living in the Past, the first U.S. release from Chrysalis Records, a very heavy two-record set packed with the hit songs of Ian Anderson, the very best of Jethro Tull from 1968 through 71. It's a two-record set and White Front's price, $5.67. And keep on wondering if I sleep too long. Will I even wake up again? Cat Stevens' Catch Bullet 4, one of the year's best new releases from A&M. Cat Stevens, an exciting performer on stage and record. And this new album proves it. Catch Bullet 4, White Front's price, just $3.19. New one from Threshold Records, Seventh Sojourn. No wonder it's one of the best-selling albums in the country. So get your copy today. While Wifront has it priced so low, just three nineteen. And be sure to pick up your free copy of Music World magazine. Available now at Wifront. Got a pretty good album right here. Bob Dayton on a Sunday from KRLA. Good to be back. And the Big Eleven Ten. To whom it may concern, the album Beaches Alive. KRLA, the Big 1110. The album is To Whom It May Concern. What do you give the girl who's betwixt and between? Penny's Junior Shop. 
1972 Los Angeles appearance in concert at the Forum Thursday night, November 30th. Are you ready? With special guest star Freddie King. Grand Funk Railroad and Freddie King at the Forum Thursday, November 30th, 7:30 p.m. Tickets at the Forum box office and all the usual places. Presented by Concert Associates and KRLA. And listen, as long as we're rocking and stuff like that, huh? John Rivers with Dayton from KRLA, the happening 11 set. Just trying to get used to the form. What was it they used to say? Oh, mercy, yeah, mercy. Johnny Rivers from KRLA. Rocking the bone, your boogie woogie flu. How you doing? Dayton doing it. Good afternoon. Russia. Russia. Remarkable motion picture written by, I hate to fight these people with the music, written by Harrison Salisbury, premieres Wednesday, November 22, Doheny Plaza Theater in Beverly Hills. A well baby clinic is a health center for your children under two years of age. The men and women of these clinics consider your child's health the most important thing, not how much your yearly salary is or how many other children you have. Take the first step toward better health care for your children by calling KRLA. Stone. Dayton here till 2. The big 1110. This is as tears go by. Rolling Stones. It is the Stones from KRLA. As tears go by. It's 12:16 on a Sunday. Bob Dayton, right here at 2 o'clock on the big 1110. Here's America, Ventura Highway. Little travel music from America, the KRLA. Ventura Highway. How are you doing on this Sunday? 12-19 from 11-10. Four tops at KRLA. Keeper of the castle. Pay to deal with landlords, actually, but... Four tops got a good one going from 11-10. Keeper of the castle. I've got a Oh, yeah, Delaney, Body and Friends from KRLA on a Dayton show. Get a never-ending song of love. But it will end it, too. It seems like never. It is my belief that the desire consciousness is an innate normal drive. It is my belief that the desire that is not the same as to say by means of chemical agents. Dr. Andrew Weil has spent years of research in the realm of the natural mind and altered consciousness. His research has taken him from Harvard to the Amazon. An innate normal drive, that drive to seek other states of awareness. It should not be confused as a natural desire, however, to try drugs. But the use of drugs may be a primitive attempt to fill what Dr. Weil feels is the apparent need of human beings to seek other states of consciousness. Possibly this is an evolutionary pressure on us now, that in some ways that, that these other states of consciousness are doorways into other ways of using the mind and body, which perhaps up to now in our evolution as a species have not been important to us. In other words, we've been able to get very far by relying on development of our intellect and on what I called straight thinking in the book. Um, 
this has given us enormous power over the physical world. But it may be that we've reached a point in history where that we are no longer going to be rewarded for developing our minds in that direction. And possibly these, all of these other activities of young children and its reflection in the experimentation with drugs by young people today is all part of a larger evolutionary pattern in which there is beginning to be reward uh, for using the mind and the nervous system in other ways. The ideas of Dr. Weil about straight thinking and stoned thinking are revolutionary. And he who learns to step through the veil, beholding the myriad paths opened up, may be unwilling to turn back. Bill Browning, KRLA, Pasadena. Strong stuff, wouldn't you say? From KRLA, Temptations. Papa was a Rolling Stone. Mama was a Tangerine. I don't really know what Mama was, actually. Sunday morning sunshine, Harry Chapin. I came into town. Harry Chapin from KRLA. Sunday morning sunshine. I always wait till Sunday afternoon to play that just to prove to the world how weird I am. Suffer through another winter with a leaking roof? Put your pots and buckets away and have Montgomery Ward install a new roof now. Pay just 27 cents a square foot for installed roofing. You save 10% till Sunday. Montgomery Ward's three-tab asphalt roofing is embedded with ceramic granules for long life. Install three-tab roofing at a big 10% saving now at Montgomery Ward. Shop every night till 9, Sunday noon to 5 at Montgomery Ward, where you can charge it. George Carlin, comedian, concerned with the upper and downs of life. Elevators, nothing to do in the elevator except not look at the other guy. George Carvin, comedian, constantly concerned about human needs. No one ever shares a swallow with you. Mm, it's a kind of a personal sound. George Carlin, Santa Monica Civic Auditorium, Saturday, December 2nd, 1972. Special guest star Kenny Rankin, tickets at all the usual places. Presented by Concert Associates and KRLA. Yeah. Curtis Mayfield from KRLA. With Bob Dayton at 1110. Not the time, the time is 1240. Superfly. Superfly. Curtis Mayfield from KRLA on a Sunday. Superfly Curtis Mayfield. Today, the biggest hot dog sale in the history of hot dogs. It's the Sunday special at their Wiener Schnitzel. Six for only a buck. Your choice of mustard, chili, or crowd dogs, all of one or any combination of them. Bring the family, some friends, bring the whole neighborhood to participating Der Wiener Schnitzel locations. Today on the Sunday special, six delicious hot dogs for a dollar. Mustard, chili, and kraut. I beg your pardon. Well, uh, your choice, Der Wiener Schnitzel. Their bargain today. Visa. How'd you like to change the rest of your life? Well, you can during the grand opening of the newest Waterworks Waterbed Store in Torrance. From now until November 26th to celebrate the grand opening, you can buy a complete king-size Waterworks Waterbed set for just uh, $99.95. The set includes frame, heater, everything you need for just $99.95. The offer's good at every Waterworks store. Culver City, Sherman Oaks, Anaheim, Costa Mesa, and the newest store, 16720 Hawthorne Boulevard in Torrance. All right? Your first show at a new station is a good day to lose your voice, right? Oh, Simon and Garfunkel.
I thought it ended like that, but I wasn't sure. Simon and Garfunkel from KRLA. You think the power elite wants you to know what you can do? You think they want you to... There's been Easy Rider, which showed how people in pickup trucks related to the hippest people. There's been Woodstock, which showed the traffic jam which surrounded the backstage area within which the hippest people did what they did. And now, Rainbow Bridge, the ultimate American destination. Welcome, cosmic brothers and sisters, to the Rainbow Bridge vibratory color sound experiment. The film that shows what the hippest people actually did when they were at their hippest. Quote, unquote. New York's Village Voice. Where are you coming from? Filmed on Maui, Hawaii. With Jimmy Hendrix in his last American concert. I'm coming from the land of the new rising sun. The film, the ultimate American destination. Rainbow Bridge. Exclusive Los Angeles engagement of Rainbow Bridge now showing at the Village Theater, Westwood and Vogue Theater, Hollywood rated R. Rated G. Melvin with the Blue Notes at the Big 1110. Bob Dayton back. Glad to be. You don't know me by now. Well, there you go. A rather unusual sounding AM radio station. You just heard KRLA with Bob Dayton in November of 1972. I really enjoyed this air check. It was a different sounding Bob Dayton from what he sounded like working at WABC in New York City back in 1965. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. For all things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Thank you, Jeff. No, no wow. problem. Chris, some of your impressions, because you, you well, and I grew up in the same era. Yeah. Well, actually, a few, oh, God, maybe six months ago, we played John H. Uh, Garabedi and then on WMEX, and, of course, he was playing a survey. These guys would come nowhere near numbers. These, these, he wasn't going to talk about any numbers here. On, on He was playing all the top 40 hits. Uh, he basically played them all, and two-thirds of the music was probably the top 40, Then he split the rest with the album cuts and the oldies. And that's kind of the way John H.'s MEX sounded, too. Um, so they were getting away. Everybody was getting away kind of from the... I don't think they had any jingles. There were no jingles. No. There, there were no, no jingles, no, and, there was, no. and there was no imaging. It was, a total, it, was, it was like listening to an FM station. Like if you listen yeah. to WNEWFM or at that time or WABCFM or w, you know, WCBS. But the voice FM. he was using to do it, he could have been playing Sammy Davis Jr. and Frank Sinatra. Here's Frank. With, uh, he could, you know, he I mean, could have. Uh, uh, and, you know, <laughs> but it showed that he could do any format. I mean, uh, and he's a guy right. that, started, that, that, that started out, you know, make, made it big in St. Louis at WIL, moved to WABC. And of course, we know what happened in '65, and, and ended up going out to the West Coast, working at uh, KBLA and uh, and working at KRLA. So it was a, it, it was a different Bob Dayton. What about you, Gary? What did you think of the of the air check? I thought it was musically interesting. I KLIF kind of did their music like that a little bit, and then when '987 went top forty, they they lasted a few more years and they were gone. But uh, a lot of AMs I saw do that type format. Uh, back then, the only station that tried to do that a little bit was WMCA, but they they still had the good guy sound. But they they played album cuts occasionally. They played soul music that no one else would play. Like WABC certainly wouldn't play that. Right. And they and they, and they were just uh, interesting station. They had a variety of radio announcers. So Murray the K was of course the they're one of the guys that did weekends on WMCA and. Uh, so it, it is something that was just a bit different, unfortunately, sadly, as it is. I always call my um, analysis of Bob Dayton uh, uh, monsters from the id. And 
I remember talking to Bill Brown at WCBS-FM about this, and he ended up getting a job at WCBS playing oldies. And and he, as Bill said, that he was a great, but probably one of the most creative radio announcers that he had heard. And I, I've heard a lot of his stuff on ABC and stuff like that. And there was some sort of devil personality in him. And one day he got into a fight with... Uh, with uh, with uh, the building manager of the building that WCBS was in, that was at 51 West 52nd Street. That was the 50. Uh, was the Black Rock. Um, um, that 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 was the name of the building. And he ended up slugging the building manager, and he got decked by two security guards in the building, and that got him fired. And he talked to Bill, and Bill said, "Well, why did you do this?" And the and the and and, and as Bill said. Monsters, I said monsters from the id because I talk about the brain from Planet Eris, which is a science fiction film. But there was just this devil personality that would come out in him, and and you, you, and it just behooves me that it again ruined his career in New York because of that whole thing. Well, some people are their own own worst enemies. You know, balls for sure. Ball sports all the time. You know, guys got a lot of talent and ability. The next thing you know, he's yelling at the coach and getting himself, uh, you know, in trouble. So, you know, guys, some guys just can't control their, their, you know, and they put him in anger management for a while. That's the big thing we nowadays. A, but, you know, we had a we had a guy who worked in this market in the nineties, and he, you could tell if things were going good, he sounded good. But if he yep. was disenchanted, CC Cruz, if he was disenchanted, yeah. he didn't care, and you could hear it on nope. the air. Oh yeah, you could. He was yeah. He he was that way. I remember. I, I've I've talked to people. A guy that worked with him at the old B ninety three. He was an, a guy that was an intern. He said, "Oh yeah, he was. He was like you could tell." <laughs> he said, and I, I don't know. I never I, I never met Bob Dayton, but I I did talk to him when he worked at WCBS FM. I, I I shouldn't say I did meet him when I went to see Bill Brown that time. And, and he he wasn't that way. Like to me, he was very nice. However, you know. It just it, it, radio is a funny business, and right. maybe maybe it's not just radio. Maybe it's in general with people. But as I said, this this this, this like other personality would come out in him, and and that was that really, you know, it really it's like the whole thing with Pete Myers when when they said they were going to move him from from uh, from three in the from twelve in the, from noon to four, and they moved him from eight to midnight at WAW. He wanted he didn't want to do evenings. He loved doing that midday show, and he ended up shooting himself. Is is and I the only question I'll ask here and maybe we can we can talk about this. I'm going to get some air checks of him at some point. Is why is radio that important? Is the show that that you're doing is the shift you're doing that important that you take your life? I don't know. And I'm not going to be. I don't want to end this radio show on the downer. But these right. questions have been plaguing me. I think. I think what happens time. is you get enough. Sometimes in, it is. In any, yeah, in any level, you get enough, uh, like, oh, you're good, you're good, you're good. And uh, like an athlete gets, you know, you're really good at what you're doing. Because you get have risen to a point, you're in New York City or L.A. or wherever you are. And so then it might get carried away with you and you, well, they can't do without me. If I tell them that I, I want the, the radio show at noon, they're going to give it to me because I'm that important. They say, no, we're not. And they say your whole world crumbles, you know. Yeah, and the thing is, it. he was he was moved. I mean, he was doing that new sh- that show before Ted Brown, and they moved him. They wanted him to do eight, eight to midnight. He didn't do eight to midnight. Of course, he ended up uh, committing suicide. They brought in this guy named Chuck Doherty for out of uh, I think out of Cincinnati, Ohio, if I'm not, I'm not mistaken. And he just didn't last. And he was no Pete Myers, and he wasn't good. And yeah. uh, that was a problem with WWE. They they went through a number of changes back then. But, well, I mean, look what I mean, happened with WEEI a few years ago when they had to have that man, whole mango, anger management thing for the whole day. 
Well, that, well, that was a thing. different. Yeah. That was a totally yeah, different situation. That However, was some of their talk shows had gotten out of control, as as far as they were concerned, with some of the things they were saying. So they it wasn't. It was it was uh, sensitivity training is what they had. Right. Yeah. The only thing I, the only thing I say, and I and I I know I, it shouldn't bother me, but but it, when when my father read me the article about Pete Myers in the paper, and we talked about it, and we both came up with the conclusion that that we never knew, and I don't think we will ever know because we could never get into his head. But is 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 being told that you're going to move from one shift to another worth <laughs> committing suicide? And I I don't think so. Bill, I'm going to turn up. Yeah. I'd rather not end this on a sad note. I mean, the bottom line is, but these are, these are philosophical questions I've been asking myself. It happened back in 1968 with this individual. So. Bill, I'll oh, turn it over to you. If you need to go to that other consciousness that guy was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Maybe, 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 yeah. maybe, I, maybe I need to get out of the space a little bit. You know? that, yeah. You're right about that. Uh, go ahead, Bill. Maybe that's what he was doing. Who knows? Maybe. Well, we want to <laughs> thank sorry. everybody on the panel for coming and participating tonight. All the listeners, we hit him out of the, the park again tonight. That's great. Thank you so much. And... Jeff, what are we going to end this with? Well, we're going to turn over travel to Worthington, Minnesota. Good Lord, Tim will have to tell us where that is. But uh, and we'll, and we get to hear station K I T N F M, Kitten Radio. A kitten you Radio, Jeff. Yep. As long as it's Maine Coon, Jeff will like it. I, 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 right. hope the, I hope the audience ratings are purring along for them now. And yeah. afterwards, you can hear Tim play disco, which I know he really loves when those disco songs are on his okay. countdown at 78. Hey, hey, 77, now we're getting back into an era that I can relate to. I, I had a good year in yeah. 77, so that's, we're getting yeah. there. There we go. That was the year I first got married was in August of 77. I got married in July, yeah. I got married in August. August 27th, I think. Okay. I was July 29th. Yeah. Oh. I, I remember, remember that we'll a long time. We'll have to compare notes someday, Bill. Yeah, we will. Yeah. <laughs> we'll read. Yeah. Okay. Jeff's the expert on that, though. All right. Here we go, yeah. Jeff. <laughs> This week in my featured station segment, we're traveling to Worthington, Minnesota, and we're going to listen to radio station KITN-FM. They transmit on a frequency of 93.5, and they broadcast a variety hits format. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy radio station KITN-FM from Worthington, Minnesota, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. you love coming up. But first, the Rewind FM forecast. Brought to you by Hadley Steel in Hadley, Minnesota for quality grain handling equipment. Hadley Steel in Hadley, Minnesota where they service what they sell. Increasing clouds today, a high of 22 with snow and patchy blowing snow tonight. 13 for our overnight low. Tomorrow, 31 and then dropping temperatures throughout the day with patchy blowing snow and blustery conditions, partly sunny skies. A low of 4 tomorrow night. 9 for the high on Saturday, then Sunday, zero. Right now at the Big Deals tab at MyRadioWorks.net, you can go grab Mount Cato or Great Bear certificates at 50% off with the code SNOW. That's right, 50% off on skiing and tubing certificates. Go shop the Big Deals tab at MyRadioWorks.net. Here's where we say something funny, then play a great song. Rewind FM. This is 
Jason Tierenka Worthington. I want some cold hard cash on Rewind FM. Thanks to all the great sponsors and Radio Works. by giving you cash. Each weekday, listen for your sponsor cue on the new Rewind FM. When you hear it, be caller 13 at 376-9350 and you will have a chance to guess a popular song that will be played backwards. If you guess it correctly, you'll receive $100 in cold hard cash. If you do not guess correctly, the prize will increase by 50 bucks and you will never hear the same song twice. Cold hard cash is brought to you by these fine sponsors. Schultes Auto World. Ameriprise Financial Quest Wealth Management, Elwin Agan, Big Orbs, and Adrian. This is Doug Frisch from Rooney's Furniture in downtown Worthington. Don't forget to keep listening on your chance to call in for some cold hard cash on Rewind FM. We believe that every community member deserves quality health care close to home in the community area where you live and work. At Access Family Medical Clinic and Access Health Fulda, you can receive care close to home from providers you know and trust. You also have the option to apply for assistance with your medical costs by an easy-to-complete application. Health is more important than ever. Let Access Family Medical Clinic and Access Health Fulda help you achieve your healthy goals. Tell your friends, if they're not listening to Rewind FM, they're losers. Rewind FM. Rewind FM, 93.5 FM, KITN, Worthington. Good afternoon, this is Ron at Red Rock Holdings with a look at early afternoon markets. Rewind FM! Dare you not to sing along? Rewind FM. 
Stacey Marco of Ochiden, and I want some cold hard cash on Rewind FM. Thanks to all the great sponsors and Radio Works. More of the music you love coming up. But first, the Rewind FM forecast. Brought to you by the State Bank of Lismore. Proud to be your hometown community bank with friendly neighborhood service and years of experience. The State Bank of Lismore. Member FDIC. It's our second annual Red Dot Clear the Lot sales event. At Million Automotive, look for the red dots and claim your savings. Shop Red Dot specials on any billion lot and at billionauto.com. Low APRs, big discounts. Save your way. All vehicles are clearly marked so you can easily spot the savings. It's Billion's second annual Red Dot Clear the Lot sales event. It's through January 31st and at every Billion Automotive store. Or you can find all Red Dot specials at BillionAuto.com. That embarrassing moment when you're caught singing along? Don't worry. They were singing too. Rewind FM. This is Faye Bremer from Salon 75 in the Burn. Don't forget to keep listening for your chance to call in for some cold hard cash on 93.5 Rewind FM. At home, at work, in the car, Rewind FM. cold hard truth is that everyone loves cash. So Radio Works is kicking off 2023 by giving you cash. Each weekday, listen for your sponsor cue on the new Rewind FM. When you hear it, be caller 13 at 376-9350 and you will have a chance to guess a popular song that will be played backwards. If you guess it correctly, you'll receive $100 in cold hard cash. If you do not guess correctly, the prize will increase by 50 bucks and you will never hear the same song twice and we're using every kind of music to make this fun promotion extra challenging so tune in right here this winter for your chance to win some cold hard cash This is Orb Green from Big Orbs and Adrian. Don't forget to keep listening for your chance to call in for some cold hard cash on 93.5 Rewind FM. May I have your attention, please? May I have your attention, please? Well, there you go. Lots of variety here at radio station KITN and lots of local commercials as well. This typifies your typical small market radio station. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F, Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595, hitting option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.